When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Kiwi golfers. Kiwi golfers around the world are going great guns at the moment. It's time for our McCafe coffee catch-up. Well, it's fair to say our Kiwi golfers are absolutely firing of late. This week... It's been more good news with Lydia Ko and Steve Alka again carding top five finishes as well as Denzel Iremia on the PGA Tours Latin America qualifying school. It's all trending up for Baz and Izzy to go ripping at Millbrook this weekend and Phil Tatarangi is our resident golf guru and host of Teared Up. Morena Phil, how are you brother? Morena, is he? Morena, mate. No, you wrapped it up nicely. Absolutely, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Kiwi golfers going well around the world at the moment. Are, are you thinking? Are, are you surmising <laughs> that just because they're going well, that means you guys are going to go well out of Melbourne? Hundred percent. What do you reckon? What's our mindset attacking this this wee weekend, mate? What what should our be our mindset be about golf or about the week in general? <laughs> Golf's most important. Uh, I was just talking to Kieran. I, uh, there's a book running. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it. There's a book running that come the end of the week um, that a lot of the boys <laughs> in the background there are padding up that uh, you boys may well be looking for a bit of assistance because I smell a rat. <laughs> you guys are going to Queenstown to work. Yeah, right. Yeah. You guys are starting to sound like professional golfers. <laughs> We're going for work, Phil. We're going for work. I've I've told my wife and I've told Trudy throughout the morning. We're going to share the love of SCNZ. Baz and Izzy and for, for breakfast are just going to you know front foot all the all the hard work. We're going to go down to Queenstown and and really spread the spread the love of SCNZ. What are your thoughts? I think you guys might be spreading a few things down there, but I'm not sure where it's going to be the love. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I hope I hope I hope that everyone catches on that there's a bit of SCNZ spattered around the countryside down there. But I suspect, look, Baz, I'm not sure how much golf you played in the last few days, mate, since you got out of MIQ, but, and, and maybe how much golf you played whilst you were away. But I suspect them, 
your game might be just a little rusty. Of course, we had that, that cross a little earlier on in the year. Is it, how's the short game, the wedge game? Are you still looking for some help with that? <laughs> oh, Phil, Phil, Phil. I'm not sure if you... I'm not sure if you follow me on that My Golf website, but I shot 103 off a nine handicap the other day <laughs> at oh, Mata Mata Golf Club. <laughs> so I'm coming in oh, with career worst form. Oh, mate. Oh, Jesus. 103. You, you, you're usually pretty happy with 103 in your former job, but <laughs> off a nine handicap, best. come on. We, 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 need to get, we need to get you uh, tidied up, mate. We need to get that. That, uh, that swing back in action, or is it the short game that's a little bit off? Nah, it's off the tee, mate. I need, I need, I need your guidance again. The last time that we played together, you got me going good. So we need, we need to maybe organise some other SENZ work trip to maybe, <laughs> maybe some other flash golf course around New Zealand, and we'll get that tidied up asap. But uh, I am looking yeah, forward no. to the thing that the, the thing that, that that website doesn't cater for, and current form doesn't cater for, though, Phil is the ability to just just lubricate on the way around the golf course, make sure that you grease the old joints with a couple of quiet Central Otago Pinot Noirs, and then hopefully your your, uh, your golf swing should be reasonably fluid. So that's what I'm banking on, that that, that served me well with my career, career, so I'm hoping it's going to serve me well with my <laughs> golfing exploits this weekend. But let's stop talking about our golf. No one is interested in our golf. We're, let's talk about some of the, the exploits of, of the the golfing New Zealand golfers around the world. Denzel Iremia, maybe first and foremost, he's uh, he's starting to to heat up, isn't he? Yeah, it really is, and and, and he's one of these young players that's really got a bit of a raw deal here out of this, um, you know, the, the, the sporting world, I guess, and all of the events that have been cancelled and travel restrictions, mm. etc. Um, you know, eighteen months ago, he'd come off a pretty rich summer down here. Um, with, with top performances in the the tournaments in Australia and, and a, a, a near miss down at uh, Millbrook, actually, in the New Zealand Open down there. He was kind of one of those players ready to jump on a plane and, and go and do what Dan Hillier has done, really. And so, um, unfortunately, didn't have any status, couldn't played some mini-tour events in the States, tried to do some Monday qualifiers, and that's not a fair reflection of the talent or the skill. It more of a talent of a bit of a sprint on a Monday and trying to get a start. And um, the, the good news for him getting this card on this uh, Latin American tour is that it's, it's PGA Tour funded. He's not going to get rich mm. having some success down there, but he's going to get some access to some tournaments. He's going to travel. He's going to have to learn what it's like off the course uh, and, and, and the things that you pick up that, that end up, you know, seasoned professionals end up figuring out, going, hey, look, I'm better off playing practice rounds in the morning or in the afternoon. I'm better off getting into tournaments on Mondays or Tuesdays or, you know, just trying to figure out a whole heap of different things. Even though he's been a pro for a couple of years, he hasn't played a whole heap of golf just yet. So, uh, look, this is, a, this is a big step. And, and most importantly, at this stage of his career, he's going to get some tournament golf. He's going to get to set a schedule. He's going to get some opportunities and Hopefully, he can show us um, just how good he is, and and then the, the stepping stone really with with it being a PGA Tour sanctioned tour, he's an opportunity if he plays well there to climb on up and get some status on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and head towards the PGA Tour over the next couple of seasons. Right, this oh, I love what Denzel is about. He hits a big ball, and hopefully, he can go on to to do some big things. But let's talk about Dan Hillier. Obviously, he was going great guns on the European Tour, just slipped up in that last round. 
uh, you know, he needed a top 20, came in top 22nd, so he didn't really qualify for the European Tour. Uh, tour. But um, what does he have to do? What's next for, for Dan Hillier uh, going forward? To, is he going to go again and try and re-qualify and, and, and have a wee nudge at it again? Yeah, look, I've uh, been been in touch with him after after dipping out, is he? And naturally, pretty disappointed coming off the the euphoria of getting his first big win over there the week before, kind of putting himself in the box seat, and and ultimately just kind of stumbling a little bit in those last few rounds and, and getting past. Um, like he missed his, uh, his his PGA his European PGA Tour card by about three thousand euros. So bugger all really in the, in the grand scheme of things he came that close but the, on, on the upside he's going to be fully exempt on that challenge tour he's going to know what his schedule is next year and at 22 23 as much as it would be nice to play for some extra cash no doubts about it mm. um similarly so i think dan's down dan's talent and ultimately you know where his career will be in 10 years it may well be fueled by this missing out a little bit extra hunger um you know, remember Ryan Fox came pretty close there before getting to the European Tour, just dipping out, went back the next year, got his card, and hasn't looked back since. And so, I think I think Dan's in that category where his game is going to shine through. He's, he's um, you know, equal to uh, those players that did get their cards on the Challenge Tour this year. Maybe just a, another year to get some runs under his belt and um, learn a few more things about himself. Certainly, will will learn from. I can't say a failure really because I think the season was a success, mm. but maybe just not quite as it didn't quite get the carrot that he was after at the end of the season. Hey mate, you, you've seen some golden periods, uh, periods of, of of New Zealand golf, and, and I feel like right now this is a real golden period for for Kiwi golfers like Lydia Ko, Steve Alka. You've got Nick Folk, Amelia Garvey. Do you feel like this is a really good period for New Zealand golf? And, and what do you reckon it comes down to? Why are we we doing so well on the big stage at the moment? Yeah, good call. There's um, you know, players at both ends of their career having a little renaissance here. Mm. Um, I, I want to pick up on Amelia Garvey again. Similarly to Denzel and, and Dan, uh, was close to to getting to the LPGA final stage. She's played a couple of majors. Um, she's kind of at that next stage. Of, of getting some access on some mini-tour events or, or the secondary tour on the LPGA Tour. So I, I expect her to continue to grow. Her game um, is perfectly suited to the LPGA. Similar, similar to Dean, she hits it a long way. She's strong, she's confident. Um, maybe just needs a, another season or so to, um, to to get some of that growth and some learning under about. You, you, you mentioned Steve Elker. I mean, my old mate from, uh, from Hamilton. <laughs> Uh, I mean, nice. what a purple awesome. patch, eh? What a purple yeah. patch. Oh. Um, I, I spoke to Steve last week, and, and he's having the time of his life, as you would when you're banking about 250 grand bags, you'd know that, 250 <laughs> grand or so each week. Um, I mean, she's not a uh, she's not a bag existence, and, and the perseverance uh, for, for someone to just hang around and hang around and hang around, not have a whole heap of success through there. Through their thirties and forties, um, and then you know you turn fifty and life starts all over again. And he's rubbing shoulders with Hall of Famers out there, duking it out with Phil Mickelson. You got to, you, you kind of pinch yourself. Mickelson won in one of the four major championships this year, and uh, yeah. so although he's played on the Old Boys Tour, um, you know he's, he's he won one of the big four. And so, you know, Steve Steve having the time of his life. You you kind of throw into the mix 
Ryan I spoke to just uh, yesterday getting out of MIQ. He's looking forward to having a bit of a break and then starting his season on the um, on the European tour in, in Dubai in, in January, February, uh, keeping his fingers crossed for some um, you know, restrictions to, to drop away, as a lot of people are um, around MIQ. And so, yeah, look, I mean, I think you're, you're right, there's, there's, there's a lot of great, mm. great stuff happening on the fairways around the world. I think there's actually some more good stuff to come. And we haven't even mentioned Lydia, yeah. who's been in a rich vein of yeah. form for the last uh, last three or four months or so. So, look, I, I think I don't think there's one thing that you can put it down to um, because they're all playing mm. in different corners of the world. They've got different coaches, different circumstances, all of them. But um, but she's a nice time to be a, a, a golf fan in New Zealand because you're getting pretty well served by a whole heap of great performances. Yeah, nice. Um, Phil, I'm going to let that, that comment on the 250 grand go through keeper. But what I want to focus on is the um, the... The fact that what you're saying there and what is, is mentioned about a, a um, rich vein of, of form for our New Zealand golf is a great time to be involved in the sport. It must have started somewhere, though. Is it? Is it because of they were inspired by a previous generation of, of golfers? Is it because the systems in place at New Zealand golf have, have been allowed, have catered to their development and given them a chance? Like there, there must be something. Is it that golf is a sexy sport now, so therefore it's attracting a different realm of, of athlete and personality to it. There, there must be something which which has allowed our golfers in particular to all all launch into into the world of golf at the same time and succeed. Yeah, well, I think there's some similarities based to, to what you're really familiar with, with cricket. I mean, it didn't seem like that long ago. And, um, you know, the, the, the Black Cats were certainly not New Zealand's favourite sporting team. Um, but you were part of the, the turnaround, and that's inspired a, another generation of players that have kind of picked up that, that mantle and run with it. But purely by population standards, we're not going to have, you know, tens of, of golfers winning major championships, hundreds of golfers winning, you know, professional events around the world each and every season. We just, we, despite the numbers, and they've been on the increase here the last couple of years, we're not going to have that. We're not going to be able to compete with... Um, with, with the US, UK, maybe even Australia, to be fair. But the, I guess the players that we've got, um, and with all of the different grounding which they've had different different styles. I mean, Foxy played, you know, cricket and, and footy all the way through high school, and then kind of focused on golf after that. Lydia, meanwhile, was hitting five thousand balls a week at the age of seven or eight, <laughs> and so, you know, there's, yeah. there's there's all sorts of different ways of getting it done. Well, I, I guess there's been a bit of bit of persistence. A good, well, the world is a, a small place, also for 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 a number of years. It seems like it's got a little bit bigger the last couple. But you know, getting access to different tournaments, um, you know, in the likes of, of Denzel and, and, and Dan, who we started this mm. chat with, there's there's also a bit of backing yourself. You know, uh, yeah. Daniel mm. talked a lot about you know he had the option of staying at home, um, playing some child tour events that ultimately got cancelled here. Um, or backing himself, jumping on a plane, trying to get some sponsor invites, trying to do some Monday qualifiers, and that nearly turned out with him getting a, um, a European tour card with only about 10 or 12 starts on the Challenge Tour. So sometimes there's a little bit of that self-belief that you just put in yourself and say, hey, I'm going to go and have a go. If it doesn't work out, um, I'll, I'll reassess and, and have another crack next year. I'm only 22, 23. I've got a long career ahead of me. Stevie Elk is proving that. And um, sometimes you just got to back yourself and say, um, 
you know, I'm, I, I believe that I'm, I'm good enough to go out and compete with the best players in the world. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's what we need. We need a bit of belief. Actually, Phil, can you give us a bit of belief or insight to to what what is needed for Baz and Izzy when we attack the Millbrook fairways? Can you just give us a little run? What should we? What should our mindset be? Come come tomorrow. Yeah. Well, well, Baz was talking about it there. Is that there's there's a lot of courage found in a, a bottle that's got red claret juice in it. But I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily recommend too much of that. Uh, it, it's hard to stay away from it when you go to San Central Otago. I'll give you, give you the tip. Um, but hey, look, they, they, you're right. Uh, the, the golf course there at Millbrook's just kind of coming out of hibernation after a big winter, and they've opened that new nine holes. So mm-hmm. I haven't played up there. I've heard their, uh, their, their great holes. Um, it, it, am I getting it right that you guys are also bumping into uh, Captain Fantastic Stephen Seaman? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep, Slim, Slim's down there. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from him, apologies. Uh, I wouldn't stay too long Because <laughs> I've bumped into him a couple of times too. And, and, and all of a sudden, Slim is a fantastic motivator. Um, and uh, when there's a couple of uh, couple of rewinds going around, he's, he's, uh, it's hard to say no to Stephen Fleming. <laughs> yeah, no, he's an absolute champion. Yeah, You're good. dead right, Phil. Hey, we really appreciate your time, mate. Um, giving us a little rundown of, of why the Kiwi golfers are so successful at the moment. Really appreciate. We'll take your advice on when we head head to Millbrook later on today, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks, Phil. Enjoy it, boys. Go well down there and work hard. Right now, it's time to talk a bit of football after a long hiatus or from international. Football, the All-Whites have returned in style this morning, securing three straight wins for the first time since 2013 when they comprehensively dispatched the Gambia 2-0 thanks to Chris Wood double. Jacob Spoonley is a former All-Whites and Sky Sport analyst. He is with us now. Good morning, Jacob. Good morning, Izzy. I'll tell you what I'm looking at, mate, just to really annoy Baz. I've got a Mick Cafe flat white, which I finished at about 2.30 this morning. <laughs> I hope that winds them up as much as you sipping on one. That's not very nice, is it? You're up a you're up a lot earlier than us, mate. So you deserve it. (laughs) We're going good. We're going good, mate. Hey, uh, what's your initial thoughts after that that match, mate? Would Would Danny Hay be be happy right now? Two nil. Is that a fair summation of that performance? He was holding court after the match, and we saw that on the footage coming out of uh, Dubai. And I'm quite curious to see what he was saying to the players. There was some hand gesturing, mm. uh, and there was, you know, that traditional kind of uh, semi-circle where everyone's listening to There's not much talking being done by the players. And that kind of indicates mm. to me that he's laying down the law, not in an aggressive way, but he's definitely saying, look, this, yeah. is, this is the standard of international football. We've now gone three out of the last four games where we've got 2-0 up, and then we've let teams back in against Curacao mm. and against um, Algeria in the closed, uh, behind closed door fixture that we had earlier this week. The team won 2-1, having gone up early, taking chances, but not converting all of those, and we didn't shut the back door. We saw that again this morning against Gambia where we dominated. They had good individuals that we nullified and shut down. They weren't fantastic as a collective, but we got to the 80th minute mark and we were 2-0 up, hadn't closed the gate. They then came in with two guilt-edge chances where they could have either gone 2-1 uh, to 
better things in ending. Well, they said it even gone on and drawn the match, mate. So we dominated. We've got to be happy with wow. that. We put a run together, but there still are some things mm. that we need to sharpen the knife, so to speak, is he? Mm. Hey, Jacob, it's bad set. Hey, um, and I'm going to talk to you, even though you just you know, made me feel very left out, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I was over in Abu Dhabi recently, mate, and I was actually at the same hotel as Danny Hey, and I managed to have dinner with him, which was a really fascinating night. Got to chat um, a lot about what he's trying to install in the all-white setup and the culture and, 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 the, um, and how they run things. He was really open with his communication around it, and it seems to me like they've got a, a really nice environment there, which is quite unique because um, most environments are quite linear in, in terms of income and experience and things. But because of the likes of Chris Wood and that playing in that side and then the amateur players at the bottom, it's such a stark contrast. He said that could be a bit of a challenge. But do you think they have been bound together quite well as a side and hence the results are, are progressing quite nicely? Yeah, I do think that's the foundation to it, Baz. Uh, if we look back a couple of years, um, I'm sure the name Owen Eastwood would be bandied about and people have heard of his wonderful work in culture building and leadership building. So Owen was actually part of the initial phase around developing this culture. He's obviously used a lot of tikanga and a lot of um, Māori mythology and explained mm. the all-white heritage to them. And that really makes the players appreciate what they've got. And more than that, and to your point, the players are now taking ownership of that culture, of the team, and Danny is very supportive of that. So I think what we can say is that he's definitely elevated um, the, the importance of culture and also really placed uh, an importance on putting the player first in terms of everything that the coaching staff does. So is this either going to give our players the best chance to perform when we ask them to go out and do so in 90 minutes in some very strange parts of the world? Um, and if it's not, then we need to think about it. So he needs to be commended from that point of view. Uh, and more so, mate, He's been very inclusive. He's given players an opportunity. I've counted 52 players that we can call upon for this all-white uh, team mm. to select that are playing in decent uh, tiers of competition throughout the world. Um, not all of them are obviously going to make that starting 11, but just speaks to the depth of the um, players that he's got at his disposal. And more than that, mate, he's given uh, a debut in the last eight games that the all-whites have played. So he's really encouraging uh, depth, but also a new generation of player coming through. Mm. Love that, love that. He's building for the future, and 52 players to select from healthy, healthy stocks within New Zealand football. But um, let, let's talk about three wins. As as a pundit, you could probably be happy. You could take a lot away from it. You, you know, the success after getting three great wins uh, against some pr- you know pretty pretty solid sides. But for you, you're in analysis, and we want to talk about learnings. Where do the All Whites? need to perfect or build on going forward if they're going to be you know, a big factor on the big stage? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think the most obvious one for everybody is that it's a really positive thing that we're creating these chances. And a lot of those chances are coming off great play from our midfield. So the likes of Marco Staminich and Matt Garbett, who are both still 19, so still very young. But the guy that's really stealing the show every time he steps out onto the field for the all-whites is Sarkreet Singh. Uh, Danny likes playing him in the number mm. 10 spot. He wants him to start high and then come into the pockets behind an opponent's midfield and, importantly, play the ball into the likes of Joey Champness, uh, Elijah Just, Helen McCowart. But the combination that's really sticking out is with Chris Wood. And Chris Wood popped up with yeah. two goals this morning. The pick was the second mm. where Sarkri used a run from Joey Champness to split the Gambian centre-backs. Woodsy then played on the shoulder and 
Sutter Creek dissected the gap that had been exposed. Beautiful weight on the ball. Woody was able to go around the goalkeeper and just tap it in. It's simple as you like. All off the back of the wonderful techniques from Sutter Creek. Beautiful. Yeah, nice. Yes. I can envision nice. I can vision that, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was beautifully put. <laughs> hey, um... Hey, Jacob, obviously um, we we'll, we'll want to talk about the Phoenix shortly because we're, we're covering the A-League as well here on SCNZ. But just, just a, a quick touch on Chris Wood, the class and, and the experience of him. Like, he's, if he isn't one of our greatest already, he's got to be on the way there, surely. Yeah, I think he is, mate. And look, he's, got, he's up against it in terms of his competition down uh, the generations. Uh, Winston Rufo, obviously, is a place that holds a really special... Sorry, the person that holds a really special place in Kiwi's heart. Um, Woodsy is now, I think, either level or he's very, very close to knocking off Vaughan Coveney as the top goal scorer of all time. Uh, mate, he's been around forever. I think he's had a decade playing for the All Whites. He's notched up almost 200 games at the Premier League. That gives you an idea of how good this player is and how consistent he has been. And then I saw the other day, mate, it was the anniversary of a post that goes out. You know how on social media we get these little weird anniversaries. And it's a photo of Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy on the bench for Leicester City. And I was taking the match saying, how can Leicester City and the championship at that point in time have both of these talents on bench? The answer is a young 21-year-old Chris Wood was keeping them there. He was, that, that's the prestige <laughs> that he has. And he's, he's knocking on the door, mate. And we're very, very lucky to have him. Um, and hopefully he continues playing well for Burnley and we see him for the World Cup qualifiers in March. And then touch wood, mate. We're going to have an absolutely rocking one here in New Zealand where we uh, host an intercontinental playoff league. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, just quickly also, we have coverage of the A-League on SCNZ this season, which is brilliant, including the Phoenix game on Sunday evening from 8pm. Very excited for that. Hey, just quickly, um, Jacob, what can we expect from the Knicks to start this year? What do you think? Are they going to be good? Yeah, mate. Uh, First of all, love that you boys are covering the A-League. I think it's going to be a competition that takes off. We've seen APL come in and start running the ship. It took over from Football Australia. We put a massive emphasis on growing the league and the coverage that it gets. So really happy to hear that, boys. Uh, in terms of the Phoenix, uh, it's going to be um, a situation where we've got a big question that we need an answer to. So last year, we lost our top goal scorer in Tama Hamid. We lost our top player. And Lucy Favela, who won the Johnny White medal, uh, which is the medal for the best player in the competition. Tammy Devlin then left and went to Hearts. And Stephen Taylor was signed uh, in contract for the season, but he retired. More than that, if I'm aware, also left the club. So you'd be thinking, that's a, that's a spine of our best players. For me, there's an opportunity for some young Kiwi talent to step up. And it's really exciting. So I think it's going to be an intriguing start to the season. I'm expecting Clayton Lewis to have a breakout season. He is primed to start dominating games uh, in combination with Alex Rufa in that midfield. And I think they're going to be very important to the way in which Rufa Kelly wants to play. He wants to control position, uh, wants to manipulate things with the ball. Um, but another player for me that you've got to keep your eye on is young Ben Wayne. So he's a player that is probably knocking on the door for this all-white squad and wants to get a chance in the January window when we understand the all-whites are getting close to concerning games. Um, so there'll be two players I'm expecting big things from. And then, obviously, oh, nice. I've, got, I've got a mix of I look forward. Hey, mate. Jacob, sorry. We're going to have to stop you there, Jake. Sorry, brother. We're going to have to, because I don't want to cut you off. Go That'll be rude. But we, we, we really appreciate your time, mate. We've got to quickly shoot off for a wee break. But thank you so much for joining us. 
Not a problem. I really appreciate your time, Dad. Time for... Yeah, I hope you're having a great day. It is that time for Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies. And I said it. I said it. We're going to take caller number eight. And caller number eight is Simon from Auckland. How are you, Simon? Hey, Izzy. Yeah, hey, your time to shine, mate. Good How luck, Simon. You? Good luck. How are you, Sim- Simo? You all good, mate? You good, mate? Yep. Ready Feeling to go. Confident? You've been listening. <laughs> th- you feel you- you've been listening throughout the morning. Obviously, I gave you the first answer. Yeah, I think I got the ones from yesterday. I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, and the first okay. One. Here we go. <laughs> here we go, mate. Here we go. The spotlight this week is on Auckland's frequency, fourteen seventy-six AM. We're giving you the chance to win fourteen hundred and seventy-six dollars. All you have to do is correctly answer 10 questions. Now, hopefully you were listening to SCNZ yesterday. Between us, Smithy, Staffy, Kirsten Beef, we gave you half the answers. Get all 10. And the $1,476 is all yours. Get one wrong and it's game over. Anyway, you'll get $14.76 for everyone you get correct. You ready to go? Yep, yep, mate, yep. Oh, all right, question number one. <laughs> Who coached? <laughs> The All Whites to the 1982 FIFA World Cup. John Edzid. Yay! Assistance pays off. You've got it. You're, you're in the it? game, mate. You're yeah. in the game. You've made $14.76, mate. You're in the game here. You're going to walk away with some money. That's what we like. Anyway, question number two. Who was the Kiwi-born player who scored first for Ireland against the All Blacks in the weekend? James Lowe. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yep, here we go, here we go. Question number three. Which trophy do teams in North America's NHL compete for? Stanley Cup. Yes. <laughs> there he is. You've made $44.28. Here we go. Question number four. Who did the Blackburn Sevens beat in the gold medal match at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics? Um, um, was it France? Oh, no. yes, mother. Congratulations. You're up to question number five, mate. Here we go. Question number five. Which player has won the most golf majors, golf major titles with 18? Uh, Jack Nicholas. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Here he is. Mate, you've you've made $73.80, so you're going to walk away with a nice, wee, handsome Bit of cash. Anyway, question number six, mate. Question number six. Which former double international was elected New Zealand cricket vice president last week? Um, cricket vice president. Four, three, two, one. Leslie Murdoch? 
Oh, yes! <laughs> you beauty, you beauty. <laughs> that was enough time for you to get those fingers tapping. No, I trust you. I trust you, Simon. Here we go. You're up to question number seven, okay? Question number seven. Yeah. Which country will Kiwi trampolinist Dylan Schmidt compete in the World Championships on Friday? We, have him, we had him on yesterday. Yeah, I think I got it, but excuse the pronunciation, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> you pronounced that perfectly. Oh, we're so close, Az. Oh, here he is. You've made $103.32. Here we go. Question number eight. Which year was LeBron James drafted? Drafted. Five, four, three, two, one. 2003. Oh. 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 The hey, bank, the SENZ Bank now. of Hutchies. You're not cheating, <laughs> <laughs> I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Jays. Here we go. Question number nine. Question number nine, okay? Who holds the New Zealand men's 800-meter record? Five, four, Peter Snell. three. Oh, he's on his Come way. On. He's on his way. <laughs> Come on, Simon. Come on, Simon. Here we go. Here we go. Question number 10 to take it home. Quick, I'm, I'm going to count down from five, mate, so you need to give me the answer before we get to zero. Which famous French footballer, which famous French footballer was sent off <laughs> for headbutting in the 2006 FIFA World Cup final? Five. Zinedine Zidane. Four. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beauty! <laughs> My phone's just come hot as uh, Hutchie, he's listening over an Aussie. The bank yeah. of Hutchie's just been taking a dent. He's trying to offload, saying it's my shout. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got plenty, mate. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, it is a great uh, opportunity. It's my pleasure to be able to introduce our next yeah. guest. There's a World Cup on our shores next year, and it's the White Ferns who will be taking every opportunity right now to be able to get themselves up and running. They've got a camp down in Christchurch at the moment. They're at the, out there at Lincoln. They're crafting their games, getting themselves ready before they head off to domestic cricket. We're going to head right down to that camp now. Someone who is an out-and-out superstar, even at such a young age, she's made a huge impact on the game. And we're looking forward to chatting to young gung Amelia Kerr. Good morning, Millie. Are you there? Mealy, are you there? Are you there, Mealy? Yeah. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, good morning. It's Baz and Izzy here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Mealy, it's great to chat to you, mate. How's the camp going down there? 
yeah, it's not too bad. Um, had a few big days and and in the next in the next today, so it's it's been good and it's been good being around the group, training together more. Oh, that's fantastic. It must be so good for you to, to be back in as well. Obviously, you've been playing for Wellington and absolutely dominating, but just to be around the uh, around the, the White Ferns girls again must be fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome to be back. It was a bit, a bit weird um, watching them play in England and staying at home. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to be back there. They are a super family to me, so I'm loving being back, and it's a great group to be a part of. Yeah, just just chat to us a little bit about that White Ferns environment. Obviously, the last few years have been a little bit up and down. Is probably probably fair to say, but not there's not a lack of talent within that side. Um, have have you guys chatted about um, being able to look towards next next year's World Cup or and um, and say right, that's our real line in the sand that we need to go out there and make a big statement as a team to to befit the talent that we have. Yeah, I think we've got all, all the talent in the world on our side and um, the great thing is everybody's improving but over the past few years we we haven't been consistent enough and I think that's the key that we're great in patches and then and, and we don't we don't apply pressure for long enough so I think having this opportunity to train together more um, have more conversations about the game and I think a key is just building beliefs and in individuals and in the team that that we are capable capable of um, greatness and 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 I think with that then then we can play fearless cricket. So um, hopefully we keep growing together and we're all very excited for a home World Cup. Yeah, I look forward to. Hey, Milly, it's Izzy here. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll be trying to get you on for a few few months i wanted you uh, a few months ago but really appreciate your time hey uh just just for you how are you doing how are you doing and uh you know how's how was your time away and how you enjoy being back in the cricket scene oh yeah i'm going pretty good at the moment um i'm really glad i took that time away i'm not traveling i mm. guess i was still training but the time to be at home with my family my friends yeah. Um, working with a psychologist and I, I definitely need a bit of time and it's got me to where I am now ready for a big summer and um, it's awesome to be back. It was a bit a bit weird at first and I was actually quite nervous um, coming back but yeah, um, yeah it's, it's the same and I, I am definitely glad I took that time and I think mental health is so important and, and needs to be talked yeah. about more. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to be back, and I, I still have my moments every now and then. But I just um, know how to accept them and deal with them better. Yeah, we're we're, we're very open about mental health on our show. We love uh, chatting about it and and you know being very vulnerable about our own struggles, particularly my own personal ones as well. But for you, what what were your biggest learnings and a bit of advice that you you give someone that is out there that is probably struggling a wee bit? Can you give us a little something? Yeah, I think it's you can be taken to some pretty, pretty dark places, and and you can't quite see, see clearly, especially when you're all alone, and and it's hard to ask for help in those times. Um, but I think it's so hard to fight, fight alone, and and for me, it's been learning to accept my feelings, that everybody yeah. feels things, and 
and a big thing for me is that it will pass. And in, in those times where it's tough, you, you don't really think it will. But if you hold on, ask for help, there's always people that want to help you and it, and it will pass. And, mm. and, and mental health, it, it happens to everybody just from different, different levels. But, um, yeah, just knowing it will, will pass and that, and that there's always people there to help and people that want you here. Oh, it's beautifully put, Mealy. Hey, um, mate, you're still you're still young in age, but you've been around the the game for a little while now, and you've just kind of developed right in front of us. And in terms of growing up, and uh, do you find that you're you still allow yourself the opportunity to be able to still just enjoy yourself and and not be all about performance out on the field? But obviously, you got to keep growing as a player. But do you find you you get the opportunity to just really immerse yourself and have fun as well? Yeah, definitely. Ever ever since I was young, I've been yeah, I've had a great balance, and I absolutely love cricket. Um, but I am very level level with and don't ride the um, highs and lows of the game too much. Um, so I, I definitely know how to switch on and off, and um, just make making the most of the time I have at home with friends and. And everything, and um, yeah, just I do think it's so important to have other interests and hobbies outside of the game as well. Um, mm. Otherwise, you do become consumed by by the game. So um, yeah, I definitely believe I have that balance. Um, while I still absolutely love the game and put everything into it. What are some of the What are some of those hobbies and and you know things you like doing outside oh. of the game as well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very social, so I love hanging out with my friends. I have a huge um, extended family, so um, a lot okay, of time with them. And they're all very musical, <laughs> so so I, I love music. And then um, I, I'm doing a bit of study as well. But yeah, just I love the beach. Um, so just hanging out with mates, really. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're very social here on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We're, <laughs> we're heading down south later on today. We can't wait. Hey, quickly, just before we let you go, um, you've had a bit of time away from the game. Have you been able to work on your craft and have you, you know, you've, you've, you've had back-to-back fifers bowling. You've been bowling outstanding. But is there something that you've added to your, another string to your bow that we could potentially look out for when we watch you play? Um, Douche Yeah. It's, you know, a couple of wrong I guess... I guess being around this winter um, allowed me to have a really good training block. So I've um, mm. been working on my game hard with, with my bowling. Um, I've tried to get a slider going, so that's something I'm working on and will probably pull out this summer. Um, the good thing is I don't actually know what it does because sometimes it's like a side spinner <laughs> and sometimes it's a slider. So <laughs> I think if I know what it's doing, then the better can't. <laughs> yeah, that's Warney's mantra, isn't it? It's sort of... The natural yeah. variation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I've been working on my bowling, trying to get my leg spinner going a bit more and developing a slider, which sometimes is a side spinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That cracks me up that you love the beach. You're living in Wellington, Mealy. What's, what's the go there? You get about two know, beach days I, I, a year down there, wouldn't you? Something. <laughs> <laughs> At least everyone gets down on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might yeah, be able to. You might be able to have a jam with uh, with Izzy 
uh, into your music. You might be able to have a bit of a jam with Izzy. He's very musical as well, aren't you? Oh, mate, I can't play an instrument, but I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you play instruments? What, have you got an instrument you, that you play, or are you more singing? Um, I can play a few chords on the guitar, but not. I'm not great. Can you sing? No, nah, I can't sing. My sister's a great singer. Give us oh. a bass and Izzy sing. Come on. No, we won't make you do that We appreciate you coming on And chatting to us as well, Mealy You're an absolute superstar, mate And we're so lucky as New Zealand cricket fans To have you back and and competing And doing really well domestically And back in in the fold with the White Ferns I know they'll appreciate having you around as well Infectious Mm. personality is what everyone says about Amelia Kerr, not just a sublime talent. So thanks heaps for joining us here on Thanks, Amelia. Amelia, and say good day to all the girls for us. Cheers. Thanks, Baz. Thanks, Izzy.